Welcome to Big Questions. This is Gal Busman, and this episode is about a close friend of mine, the writer, Gary Smith. I've gone on many adventures with Gary, and his latest just took a whole slew of people to an unexpected place. Gary is in the Sports Writers Hall of Fame. He's won a record four National Magazine Awards for Sports Illustrated and was a finalist for the award another dozen times or so. He's been called the best sports writer who ever lived. And if you listen to the legendary Santa suit story on Big Questions a little more than a month ago, you got a great introduction to our friendship and his family. But this episode has to do with a highly unusual outlet for his talents since he retired a few years back. Gary is now ordained to marry people. And if he really likes you and you ask him nicely, he might just write your wedding ceremony. Now, this isn't a Las Vegas wedding chapel sort of affair. Gary researches and writes about the history of the couple and their families in the lead up to the vows with the same care and passion that he put into his award-winning stories. Along the way, he throws in a great deal of deft humor. Well, sometimes it's not so deft, especially if you ask Gary's wife, Sally, but there are many moments when the entire crowd is laughing along as if it were watching a great Saturday Night Live skit. Now, Gary wrote the copy for the wedding of his daughter, Savvy, and Savvy's husband, Brandon Grant, in Charleston earlier this month. And he had his sister, Sue, she's an actress, do the officiating. So there Gary was, father of the bride, sitting next to wife Sally in the front row and manning a computer to lay in just the right sound effects at just the right points in the story to make it sing. It's as entertaining, enriching, and lovable as a wedding ceremony can get. And it turns out, This was the third time he's done it. After I saw Savvy and Brandon's wedding, I said to myself, Gary should turn this into a business. Now, I know there are many people who'd only consider being married by clergy. I get that. But Gary's approach is ideal for any couple who'd want to have their wedding go a little outside the box. So I'm going to talk to Gary about this in this episode, along with a couple that he married last year, Katie Kaplan and Joe Gorman. They are two of his daughter Savvy's friends, and you'll hear what Gary did to them on the altar. You'll also hear Savvy and her new husband, Brandon, chiming in at spots. But what really struck me was how memorable an offbeat custom ceremony can be. Many people remember Gary's magazine stories. My favorite was the piece he did about Muhammad Ali's entourage, but in the end, his words may end up most indelibly etched in the minds of the people he's married, their families, and their friends. It's such a wonderful use of his talent and passion and a great way to use the power of storytelling to bring depth to a ceremony that is often kind of the same old, same old. 
I'm delighted to bring this conversation to you, along with a recommendation on wedding gifts. Oh, yes. You know what's coming. What could be better than seeing the groom and bride on the first morning of their honeymoon in sporty hoodies, comfy tees, and sweatpants? All you got to do is go to sportique.com. That's S-P-O-R-T-I-Q-E. No Q in there. And you'll not only allow the bride and groom to roam in comfort, but if you use the offer code CAL, you'll get a 20% discount. I have a feeling you're going to like this conversation. So let's get straight to Gary Smith, Katie Kaplan, Joe Gorman, Savvy Smith, then Brandon Grant and reimagine what a wedding can be. So Katie and Joe. Hi. Hi. I don't know if you know the story of what this man did to me at my wedding, but I would like you to hear it so that I can then ask you the question of how exactly did Gary Smith come to (laughs) ordain your marriage. So, Garrett, why don't you uh, back this up? Backtrack it, okay. Back it up and just... I wish we knew this before we asked this, this is the prequel. I'm going to sit is, back and relax. I can't wait to hear this This one. is the prequel. Um, yeah, and first, uh, apologies for my voice. I was in a wedding till 2 a.m. last night, screaming songs out all night. Who's, so Whose wedding? It was the wedding of my daughter, Savvy, and her great new husband, Brandon Ooh. Grant. What a beautiful wedding it was. Yes, it was. And so, apologies for the hoarseness, but here we go. So, at Cal's wedding, he and I had traveled the world in... Um, you know, we, we would sleep in peasants' houses as often as possible because it was free. But, like, I thought I was pretty good at this, at this. but Cal took it to a world-class level. I mean, well, wait, wait, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I learned how to do this from Gary. So he had taken off for Europe a few weeks before me. A magazine that we were both working at had shuttered. And so mm. we now had some free time. So Gary took off first, and then I flew in to meet him at Oktoberfest. And Gary, oh, oh boy. Gary shows up with this story. Go ahead, you just oh, take I'd, it away. I found this incredible town in Italy, Castle Viscardo, where you just walk in and they just take you in like you're their child. And so it's all day. Pasta, wine, coffee, grappa, you name it. The whole day is just madness and fun in this but, but little you gotta, town. you got to back this oh, up. God. Come on, Gary. i got to tell right. the story. Hold so it. Hold it. So damn, the whole God. thing starts with you right. saying, I'm going to get on a bus or no, a train. Okay. So I was in I'm, Rome, and I was starting out a, oh. about a year of travel. We're in a different so city now. Okay. I figured I'd just hurl myself into the world with you know spontaneously as possible. So I went to the Rome train station. Took the first train that was leaving. I just said, what's the next train anywhere? What track? Give me a ticket to it. Jumped on that train. At the end of the line, just took it to the end line. Had no idea where I was going. Didn't ask. At the end of that line, I jumped (laughs) jumped out of that train and just said, where's the bus station? This is all in broken English, attempts at Spanish, you know, Spanish, you know, two words of Italian. So then, (laughs) where's the bus station? They pointed me across the street. It was right across the street. Jumped on the, I said, what's the first bus? They said, it's right over there. There's the bus. He's about to leave. So I just you know, race with my duffel bag onto that bus. No idea where it was going. Just said, tell me when we're at the last stop. 
So the guy just said, this is it. You know, I was the last guy in the bus, basically. So I got out there and then I put my thumb out. Just like, where, just where in the world am I going to end up? And so Very brave. I'm standing there for about a half an hour with my thumb out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this car pulls up with this pounding speakers, pounding out Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. And this guy's a Oh, you got to sing it, Gary. You got to say, come on. <laughs> I can't seem to wake up to the facts. I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. And my voice is totally shot, so I can't sing it. <laughs> pa, 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 pa. So anyway. Run, 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 run I can't run, sing, run but let away. me keep going. Here. All right. Anyway, so um, he picks me up, Psycho Killer. He's got long black hair, jet black eyes, wild eyes, crazy man. He, put, he drives us for about 20 minutes, half hour into this little village on a, on a hilltop in, the, in, in Italy. Old ruins, old castle, old, incredibly old and beautiful. He takes me into the bar, well, the one bar, it's a one bar town. And, and they're all, so now it becomes the whole village's problem. Where is this, this <laughs> Americano going to stay? Because they have no hotel. It's that small, no hotels. So we spend the next eight hours around this table. And it, just the more villagers that come in, the table just grows and grows and grows. Now we got like 25 people having arguments over where I'm going to stay, their house, not a, and so it became crazy. So at 1 a.m. at night, this guy named Elio grabs me, takes me outside and he throws up on my shoes, literally. Oh. And he, but then, ne next movie, he hands me the keys and says, this is my mother's house. It's right down there. Show me the house. You're staying at our house and my mom will take care of you. I'm not going to be there. I have to be in Rome in five hours to start a construction job. And he just took off. So now I'm staggering down the street in darkness. I end up in his mom's house. And so it begins this love affair with Castle Viscardo. That they just take me in. We bake bricks together. We pick grapes <laughs> together. Anyway, so shortcut. Now I spend two weeks there, and then I head toward Oktoberfest. Cal shows up for our rendezvous, and I say, "Cal, we got to get back to this town. It is Aww. golden." <laughs> so now Cal comes in, and it's like Calvino. <laughs> and of course, the family that takes in has a, a young lady who's looking for a male. Ooh. And so now the whole next week and a half with Cal is like, she's eyeing him up. The family's making plans. Calvin is trying to, you know, delicately walk this line so that he can continue to get free food and drink and wine from them. Of course. But, you know, not to get too far that he ends up married. So, yeah, to this, this young lady. God for, No, no. So. Anyway, she might be hearing this podcast, Katie. Oh, pardon me. Please. I'm yes. just joking. So, I don't know you. I'm sure yeah, wonderful. Yeah, she's wonderful. So, anyway, so that begins. So Wait, now, is that his wife now? No. No, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 not his wife. That's no. another story. <laughs> That's great, <laughs> Katie. So now, anyway, so now that begins the whole thing. Now, now Cal and I realize that this can be done, that you can get free, great meals, the best local drink. They're proud. They want to show you what they got and impress the the Americanos. So now we start traveling. We go to Yugoslavia, through France, and then Tunisia, and we just keep getting taken in, and it just becomes great. And then, you know, about nine months later, I got to come home because Miss Sally's waiting for me. Aww. But Sal, Calvin Sal. Is, is like a loose molecule. He can just take, keep taking this farther and farther. And man, yeah, he starts upping the ante and upping the ante, and having seen him. So now we fast forward to Cal's wedding. Oh, we, so, we got to explain oh, gosh, that. We only got 45 minutes. For 10 years here, for, for basically 10 years, I just followed what Gary had taught me. <laughs> oh, wow. 
So I would just meet people on trains and buses, and then they would invite me to their homes, and then they would start to throw parties, and then the people at the parties would invite me to their homes, and that's how I got around the world for like 10 years. So at the end of this, uh, I meet a woman, and we decide to get married, and the wedding is taking place in New York, and so... Gary shows up at the wedding. I say, you know, we've gone through so much together. Brotherhood is so strong. I would really like you to give a toast at my wedding. What an innocent. (laughs) (laughs) So tell him what you do. Well, so... I, I find them, uh, you know, those mops that are actually sponge at the end. They have a squeegee on them. You can, like, squeeze yes. the sponge. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I get that, and I have that stashed away at the cow's wedding uh, reception. So it's when it's my turn to give my toast, my speech, I walk up to Cal just before and say, Cal, can I borrow your glasses? So Cal's now blinking because he's kind of, you know, pretty blind as a bat. <laughs> you know, his great aunt, you know, Nancy is coming up, and he can't even recognize her. So he, he's just lost. So he goes, I just say, trust me, Cal, on this, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I put the glasses on this on the sponge part. It sticks into the sponge. And so now you're looking at And I put, you know, with the sponge standing up here, the, the stick here, like, and I say, I'd like you to meet my friend Calvin, who happens to be getting married here today. And this stupid-looking sponge with glasses on representing <laughs> Cal is there. So I started explaining to everybody that um, here we are gathered, and for once, this is the most rare occasion in the world, Calvin is buying food and drinks for everyone. For everyone. And I said, now what you don't know is this man has spent the last couple of years just soaking peasants all around the world. You name the country, it happened Bolivia, it happened, yeah, all of every continent. And so now... When you feel full tonight at this meal, I want you to eat more. When you have had all up to your ears with drink, you must drink more. Mm -hmm. You must do it for the peasants of Mm -hmm. Yugoslavia. You must do it for the peasants of Bolivia. And so we went on and on with this. And anyway, so anyway, it was a great moment, wasn't it, Cal? Well, it was the first time. It seems like you have some regrets. Some regrets here. I think it was the first time anybody had ever heard me addressed as uh, uh, Monsieur Lesponge. Monsieur Lesponge. <laughs> that's, that's how I addressed him. I would talk Monsieur to. Lesponge. I would turn and talk to the sponge very personally, like Monsieur Lesponge. What did you do then? You know, <laughs> who'd just <you> sponge off <laughs> when you hit Africa? Yeah. Who'd just sponge off when you hit South America? He, he went through the whole thing, and so I, I've always been. It was it was a great wedding toast and then like the years pass decades passed and the next thing i hear is that gary has gotten a license <laughs> he is now to do this ordained. he is now ordained to marry people and i said who would agree to that guilty <laughs> and we got katie and joe here friends I'm Savvy and Brandon. Yes. Gary. And there's a daughter prequel and son-in-law. Okay. The first one was my uh, my niece Morgan and her I didn't Yes, so that was the very first one. And so and that was an interesting coupling that involved some transgender and uh, all kind of very interesting factors to that to that matching. Mm-hmm. So um, what I did was um, 
when I went up, I started the whole thing by saying, you know, this is a very fascinating, mysterious couple with a lot of really, you know, intriguing complications going on here. And I know this whole audience has a lot of questions about this. <laughs> <laughs> I just, Cut, you right know, just put it right I, in the open. And so I went around the, uh, to the, uh, all our guests at this wedding and gathered questions from them. And they're in this hat right now. <laughs> and so now I'll now read your questions <laughs> about this marriage couple. Um, we will do our best to answer them. So I would one by one, you know, pull these questions out of hat that just happened to be in-, in He wrote them himself. Of no, course. <laughs> no guest contributed a that's single my, He did question. that just now. That's what he yes, did. Yeah, that's that my daughter. Very familiar. That's that is, my daughter, Savvy, chipping in there. So you wrote all these questions and then they had to answer them? No, well, actually, I had the answers, of course. Oh, this is, you know, they just happened to be in chronological order to unfold the tale of this couple <laughs> and how they met and how they, you know, bonded and then what their difficult moments were in their relationship, how they got past them and how it came to fruition. So, you know, oh, what do you know? The timely question here. You know? <laughs> the audience, he, Gary did this to us at our ceremony too, the audience didn't know that Gary actually wrote the questions and answers. The audience <laughs> oh, yeah. thought that, other they, people in other the audience people, had contributed yeah. these questions. Uh, yeah, and answers. for those they of you, yeah, I would say for those of you who I question I didn't get to, I really apologize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, he fooled me, and then I realized, like, oh, Gary asked us all those questions before, and he has these answers. But to start, I was like, wow, everybody wrote questions for us. I know. <laughs> Katie and I looked at each other and were like, when What's did Gary have come the time to do this? I know, and I was worried about what everyone was going to say. <laughs> So it, it does necessitate interviewing them. You interview the couple, you know, you spend several hours interviewing them to get all the details of the whole, the arc of their, their relationship, how it formed and what it went through. And so you were able to make the wedding just a beautiful piece of storytelling. And art. <laughs> well, how, how, well, oh, you know what? The performance art hasn't come in yet. With your first wedding, we that was the novice stage, and then you were upping your ante. Or savvy, what you, the first one was? It was. It was the best yeah, ceremony I've ever seen. Yeah, hmm. I mean, it was just interesting, and it was, it was a situation where you're right. It was a transgender male marrying, I mean, yeah, our, my, our cousin, yeah. yeah, and I think there was a lot of different kind of emotions in the room and <laughs> feelings. And I feel like you just navigated it perfectly and it was mm. so accepting and warm and yeah, I think it was great. But I did not have the sound effects in play at that point. <laughs> That's what I was getting yeah, at. No, so, yeah. so what happened to precipitate the sound effects? Cause here's the thing, only yesterday you're in the first row watching your daughter get married, except that there's a computer in his lap and he's handling the sound effects on the wedding oration. I would say there was like equal sound effects to um, speech at the ceremony yesterday. And, and here's the thing. I said to him, Garrett, this is your daughter's wedding. Like you're supposed to be watching. Crying even. <laughs> even. Like couldn't you have like, hired somebody to handle the sound effects? He says, no way. Oh no, oh, I never no trust you anybody trust, to do exactly. that. Absolutely. I was just going to say, trust anyone. It would have been, it been a debacle because it, it takes so much practice and time, you know, some timing and try to get Sally it right. Sally yesterday was like elbowing him and like, that's oh, enough. Yeah. That's, that's enough. enough. She she cut it. Cut that one. That's too long. Yes, yep. yes. Turn it down. It was also yeah. really loud. She was like, turn it down. Did other people feel that way though? No. Just my way. You know what? Here's, I'm going to say at the end, there was a standing ovation. Oh. I don't know if you Not saw for it. Not me, it was further than well, my, well, my daughter and her. It was the whole thing. New husband. It was your first moment as man and wife. It was the presentation. It was the humor. Mm -hmm. uh, well, the signs. Well, well, <laughs> so Gary wrote that ceremony. I, just, 
to kind of bring this all together, Gary wrote the ceremony for Savvy and Brandon's wedding yesterday. Right. So now let, let's not jump ahead of ourselves because oh, okay. I want to <laughs> hear. I want to hear what he did for you because he he's bringing the sound effects in for the first for the time. First time. Okay. Yes. Well, I'll let Katie get into the details of the Gary show for our wedding, but I'll just say. Planning a wedding is really stressful, as Gary, you could attest to now, and Savvy, Brandon. Um, And it involves decisions that often Katie and I wouldn't see eye to eye on. Never did. Um, Never never saw it. But the one aspect of our wedding that we saw eye to eye and agreed immediately was asking Gary to officiate our wedding. Yes, Joe. This is unbelievable. (laughs) It's the only thing we've ever agreed on. And it actually, we each had this idea separate and apart from each other. And we came together. We had a diner date at the mansion. night and we were going to talk about who was in our thoughts about who we wanted to do this. We sat down, the first words out of both of our, I was like, we just said it at the same time. We just looked at each other. We said, Gary Smith. Gary. There was no, there was no, no <laughs> question about anyone else. We're lunatics. We, we must be the lunatics here. Yeah. There was no, no conversation about anyone else ever. It was, it, we just always knew from the very beginning. So then we see Savvy and Brandon a couple nights later, we go out together and I told Savvy first that I, I wanted her permission and her blessing to have her dad marry us. I didn't know if she wanted him to marry her. I didn't want to take that away from her in the future because I've been planning having Brandon's wedding for a very long time now. So, <laughs> Unbeknownst to Savvy. Uh, we're at the bar in East Village. Coopers. 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 Yes, ma'am. Coopers. And yeah, Katie and I talk about it and Joe and we hug and we cry. And then what'd you do? And then we went outside and called him. Uh, Gary, not we. Many, many, many drinks in. Many, yes. many, many drinks, drinks in. Savvy <laughs> calls her dad. She runs outside. She calls her dad. And you were out. Yes. He was at just, a dinner. And we, he stepped away from the dinner. And he goes, sure. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> we were on the sidewalk. And on then the I came back Avenue. in. I said, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you know that he was ordained at this point? I did. I had heard all about the wonderful wedding that he gave Savvy's cousin. And even if I didn't know about that, that was like a positive factor in it, but it wasn't um, the deciding factor, right? Who ordained you? <laughs> right here, my man. The internet. That's the He got a diploma Look here. There. Look at that. Credentials of ministry. ministry. <laughs> this is to certify. Go ahead. This is to certify Gary Smith that the bearer hereof has been ordained on this day, the 13th of November, in the year 2013, and is officially recognized as a member of the monastery. A veteran minister. And has all rights and privileges (laughs) to perform all duties of the ministry. Need I say more? Um, well, he did great more. premarital counseling too, so oh, that sure was did. really helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how it all. You let him <laughs> give you premarital <laughs> counseling. Well, no, Gary sat us down uh, over a cup of coffee <laughs> right downstairs where we are now to understand our backstory, so we could write the ceremony in a very personal way. But it slowly turned into a very therapeutic, deep yes. marital session, and it was yes. we are better for it. He really talked us through a lot of our relationship problems, and we came out because feeling you really nice. Agreeing, you weren't agreeing on anything. We were except- in a very stressful point of our wedding planning process. Yes, it was. It was the perfect time. It was April? I would say it was April, May. May. Oh, Savvy's so good with dates. It was May. <laughs> he probably knows the exact date too. When was Hannah's wedding? Um, May eleventh. It was May 11th, <laughs> 2019. And we're down here for another friend's wedding. And Gary blocks off like what turned into four or five hours downstairs in their sunroom. 
And we just talked about how we met. And, and we also met through Gary's daughter, Savvy, introduced me to Joe. And, well, Savvy's my best friend. I, okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Where should we start? Where do we even start? So, Savvy's my best friend. I have, the Smiths are my chosen family. And Gary's um, like a father to me. And so I'm really glad that Joe also loves Gary as much as I do. And Gary might even love Joe like more than he loves me. But um, I'm okay with it. <laughs> so that was a great way to start. We all got to really know each other. And Gary got to know us very well. He sure did. I learned about the bears. That's Bear right. hunting. So, oh, yeah. God. So that was one of the aspects that we're now going to play this up. This is important. So, so Katie, you, you know, in various trips to us before she found Joe— was looking for a, a certain archetype of male called a what she called a bear, thick, hairy. Thick, all right. We're gonna hairy. Hair, you, there, there was some certain like hairy. Facial. I mean, it was like facial, facial hair, hair, not like body yeah. hair. Oh. But anyway, and kind of a yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be careful, says Brandon with the beard. So anyway, and broy. So anyway, I, we would go out places, bars, restaurants, and I would look for a bear for her. You know, because I, I wanted her to find a good bear. So you, you, you bear hunt. Not yeah, only bear do you marry people, but I, you all go out searching. Searching. I, it's important to help people to find their 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 given other. The, the, the you know the the soulmate. It's part of your duties as it's a minister. It's part of your duties. Yes, as a it's a minister. What is a minister going to do? <laughs> so anyway, she had two archetypes: lost boys who were projects. Because she's a social worker, so she wanted to to caretake, oh, find man. projects. Oh, man. Oh, so big she big trouble. Big mistake. Big her father trouble. hated. Hated. Her father was hated. hoping she picked a bear over the lost boy. Those are the okay. two archetypes. So I was steering her to a bear. I was steering. So anyway, finally, fast forward. Thank you, Savvy, for introducing Savvy's me Savvy's roommate, his best friend of her roommate. Uh, well, this is uh, complicated, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> let's, anyway. We had mutual friends. They had mutual friends, and Joe Gorman was with another woman for four years. Also named and Katie, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> But Savvy keeps touting this Joe Gorman. You know, he's a, he's just the perfect guy for you. You've, we've got to find a link, way to link you two up. Katie's been hearing this for years. Finally, Joe breaks up with this other Katie. And Thank you, Jesus. So, so we, this this storyline is all in the, the story. So, how we do the wedding is, you know, you start with the story of the couple before you get to the you know more serious parts. So I, as part of the storytelling about Katie and Joe, I'm telling this tale of the bear and this bear hunting with her and all that. Bear traps. And so we have sound, you know, bite, you know, sound effects about all this stuff happening. So then. Are there like bear traps? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a big it. trap. So now Savvy finds out that Joe has broken up with this other Katie. And so Ooh. we have part of the theater is set up. So so now we're getting to that magical night when Savvy is waiting at this beer joint and waiting to tell. Flatiron Beer Hall. Flatiron Beer Hall in Manhattan. And Katie was walking in and Savvy's sitting at the table waiting for her. And at that moment, Savvy sees Katie and it, we have Savvy stand up in the audience. She's one of the you know attendants at that point. And, she, and, she's, and, I say, and Savvy says, and Savvy screams out, Joe Gorman is single. Like she just stands up in the crowd. That's so what Savvy like said to me. In the middle of the, you know, in the, of the product, you know, of my talk. And Katie had responded to these seven words and she's, stuff, you get him, go ahead, do, do, do it. Joe Gorman is single. Yes. Savvy, you get him over to my apartment immediately. So yeah, so everyone's like, whoa, there's this like now performance oh, art. Oh man, the wedding performance becomes began. performance art. I was just art. doing that, Gary was mouthing all the words we were saying. He's like, memorize the whole thing. 
So anyway, we uh, did like a call and response. Yes, and so then then it goes to how th- that night went, where Katie takes Joe up on the roof of her tenement apartment in New York, <laughs> and, uh, and so we play Carol King up on the roof, you know, and that the roof is where it's the closer for Katie when she wants a guy, she takes him up to the rooftop, you know. You know. All right, we just kiss. That's we, all right. we just kiss. So anyway, at that point, yes. Yeah, so we oh, take him through the whole story and. And then it culminates with when it's time for their kiss, you know, after they've exchanged vows. I don't know if I'm missing anything important in the story. Well, yeah, you're missing all the hats that I made for Joe throughout the years. Every time we had a special event, I would make a hat for him. Gary collected all of those hats, and he put them all at the same so these, time. Yeah, they didn't have like seven hats head. put on their heads. But then the hats came off, and my veil flew off with it. And at the time, I was like, God damn it, Gary, do you have to put seven hats on my head with my veil on? My hair is done. <laughs> then there's this picture of my veil is flying off because the hats came off. Um, but then, yes, we culminate. With, uh, mm-hmm. I'd just seen somewhere this big, thick red ribbon and just figured for the first kiss, they, they should be wrapped. You know, this is a gift to the world now, Katie and Joe. So I, you know, wrapped them in this red ribbon, starting from their shoes up to their necks or whatever. And so oh, that you wrapped the bride yeah, and walked the groom around and around them. And we're getting ready. Red ribbon. Sure we're getting ready for our first kiss. Joe and I had been practicing our first kiss. You practiced but, your yes, first kiss? I didn't want it to like be sloppy or weird. So right. we like, wanted to make sure we had the appropriate kiss. <laughs> yeah, we wanted it to be like safe, but not too safe. So we were like, you know, <laughs> for months leading up to it, we were practicing our kiss. I, I wanted it to look naturally. So I had this whole idea of what our first kiss was going to be like. Little did I know, Gary has this huge red ribbon lined up, and my bridesmaids are standing behind us with confetti guns that shoot off this confetti and Gary's circling us, wrapping us in this red bow and then we can kiss the bride. And so I was thinking, oh gosh, all my pictures are going to have this giant red bow. I mean, Gary did his best to tie it, but it is like really wonky. Yeah. And it's, like, it's like not really. This, like, this bow is, it looks like huge. it was two feet wide. No, it was about it, eight yes. inches wide, you know, a wrap ribbon wrapping the thick yeah. ribbon. It's more of a wrap than a ribbon. To yes. our yes. shoulders. And it's my favorite photo from the wedding, and it is our thank you notes. We've made it into our thank you notes, and it's a pretty spectacular image. And all of my visions my whole life of, like, me kissing my husband. When you say you could kiss the bride, I'm, like, ready for it. I have this idea, and it is the furthest thing from what I thought it is the best image from the whole weekend. You know what? That brings up a great point because we all have these images of the archetype and yet it's often the mo- the unexpected moments that we most treasure. Yes. Absolutely. Like the flash mob, Katie Queen of NYC that Gary organized in the reception. So he, he organized. <laughs> oh, did you not know about this? Oh, you're going to have to explain that to me. <laughs> Gary um, changed the lyrics to Katie Queen of Tennessee. To By Katie- Apache Relay. Let's give them their credit. Right. Apache Relay. Thank you. And mean? we made it Katie Queen of NYC instead of Tennessee. So, so you write songs, too. No, I didn't write. No, this was, this was a, a song that's already been written, and we had it on, you know, the version, the real version of it, ready to go and piped into the big speakers. So this is a real song, and but we organized a dance routine around it. So every word, you know, the lyrics are all acted out and dance pretty much, and we're all just doing all these things around. So Katie was on a chair in the middle of the dance floor. With the crown we, on. So all of Katie's best friends are, and their significant others, 
and me and my wife uh, were joining them, and, we, we, and my son and, and his girlfriend. So we had this whole thing acted out about Katie Queen of NYC, and we just spun around and around and did all these things around her. And she's up there in this chair like, what the hell is it? It this was thing amazing. Is spinning around them like this. You're in the vortex of this. Uh, it was so awesome. Man. My favorite people around me singing to me on their hands and knees. Like, yeah. it, it was just spectacular. It, it was incredible. People are still talking about that all the time. The whole wedding, the ceremony, all the things Gary touched, people are pretty impressed with. So goes down in history. But anyway, the degree of difficulty with Katie's wedding was higher because I was managing the sound effects as I was delivering the talk. You know, oh, which was so really you, challenging, I must say. You have the computer. I have the laptop there hooked up to speaker and so at each of the significant moments to hit that sound I have a playlist of sound effects. And so I got to move it to the next one. And certain ones are like 32 seconds into it where you want it, not like right away, like if it's a song, like up on the roof. You don't want to start, it, you know, it's too slow to walk into where the key words are and up on the roof. So I have to have it, you know, 48 seconds in is where the, the bite I want. So managing all that so it doesn't, you know, start in the wrong place. And I think, are you <clears throat> rehearsing this for weeks in no, advance? No, I've rehearsed it for years because Thanksgiving, we do crazy stuff in the house. So that really helped me, you know, <laughs> with that stuff. So. <laughs> So there was a little, you know, prep, no doubt about it. One other great thing that we have to mention is the starting lineup. Joe is a huge baseball fan, and Gary knows that. Gary is too. And Gary introduced our family members in the ceremony by doing a starting lineup. So he— Yep. We had a Kaplan family batting order and a Gorman family batting order and— Ants leading off and uncles batting cleanup. And, <laughs> <laughs> and he had everybody stand up when he introduced them. They didn't know that they were going to do that, right? Oh, so everybody, because everyone seemed a little perplexed by the whole thing. Yes. So they weren't. They were <laughs> I can't imagine why. <laughs> so they would like get up and like wave. He would be like, and batting third for the Kaplans. It's Michael Kaplan. And he was like, well, okay. well, he loved it though. He like did a bow. He loved it. <laughs> and so. At the end of this, what were you feeling? Gratitude. Gratitude. So grateful. So grateful that Gary made our weekend more special than we could have ever imagined. Not just for us. Our guests were so moved by Mm -hmm. what Gary did. Was there anyone who said... You know, we were expecting something a little more traditional. (laughs) I I think people maybe quietly thought that, but we're so glad that they got to see the ceremony that Gary put on. It it was really like a piece of performance art. I mean, so I was, you know, we were in um, Seattle to see Katie's family just last week. And I was talking to her uncle, her uncle, Mike, who I love dearly. And uh, he came up to me and he said, you know, Joe, your wedding was phenomenal. And I really feel like I got to know you and my own niece, Katie, Mm. because of the ceremony that Gary put on. It was so special and so unique to us. And we're so grateful. Thank you. But anyway, I think that's the piece of it that's helpful is that a lot of people come from one side of the family and don't really know the uh, the, the person that's being married, that other family or that person's story. So it's helpful to have a feeling for who these people are. So I I think that's the one semi-serious good reason to do it, you know. Okay, so that was your second, that was the second wedding you officiated? That was the second one, yes. And um, and that's so, 
Yeah, and so now the third one was going to be Savvy and Brandon. And this is your own daughter. Now, own did, daughter. How did uh, Brandon react to this? Did you, did, you both, <laughs> did, did you both look at each other and say, oh, yes, Gary Smith? Is <laughs> no. Be honest. Brandon. During the ceremony or? <laughs> no, like after yeah. theirs, like to oh, decide that I no, should. No, the first words that Brandon said to me, I think, after the ceremony was, we, we got it. He's got to write ours. Oh. Like that was the first thing, I think, at the ceremony site. At Katie still, and, at Katie and at Joe. Katie and Joe. That yeah. was the first thing he said to me because we were getting married four months later. Yesterday. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yesterday. That was yesterday. It was yesterday. <laughs> Still reeling over here. So, Brandon, was there some hesitation? Like, how did, well, you, did you just, you're, no, it's there, a risk. There was no hesitation wow. after witnessing it. It okay. was so personal and intimate. It was, it was great. So It was really an experience for everyone. And it's an experience for the families, an experience for all the guests. It's like very interactive did you tell your family what to expect? <laughs> I, I gave them a little forewarning. Yeah. I mean, what did you say? <laughs> it's not going to be traditional, um, but it should Buckle be, it should be entertaining. Um, and I think they appreciated it. For me, one of the amazing moments is there was a, a little kid. He, I don't know how old he was. He seemed like he was three, four. Uh, who in the middle of the ceremony, he just started like, like howling. That was my nephew, Henry. <laughs> it's not clear if he was howling because of the ceremony being <laughs> sort of un unorthodox and because of Gary, or if you know there were some other issues at play there. But. <laughs> well, it, it, to me, the interesting thing about it, since it it, the, the ceremony became performance art, it was almost like they got Henry at essential casting <laughs> because this kid was howling all the way down the aisles. Everybody's laughing. And then he's silent for like 30 seconds, he's out the door. And then all of a sudden he's like screaming so loud you can hear him again. And he does this like three or four times. Yeah. I, I hope that was all on film because someday somebody's gonna play that at his wedding. <laughs> but you know, it really just brings up the larger question about the power of storytelling and the ability to now do it at your wedding. Cause I don't think I never would have considered doing something like this if you hadn't invented it. <laughs> right. Right. I don't know if I invented it. I just, uh, I think you've taken us to new ground here. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think everyone is a little jealous that they, or not, not jealous, but there's a part of everybody that wishes they had a similar experience that we got to have with. I just, at our wedding brunch this morning, um, one of our good friends is getting married in three weeks. And she said on the way out, she said, I need to give everyone a disclaimer that this is not a Gary wedding. <laughs> we need to postpone our wedding for a year so that they yeah. can have time to forget about the two weddings yeah. they just went to and come to ours yeah, <laughs> before the they come to ours. Why don't they just ask Gary? Uh, They're no. smart. They're smart. <laughs> <laughs> because they went to our weddings. <laughs> it's a double-edged sword, Cal. <laughs> but, you know, just to add, um, my parents... I think got to know me and Joe in a different way. And Joe's family got to well, know absolutely. us in a different way after going to our ceremony because the way Gary wrote about us just shared so much about who we are as individuals and as a couple in a way that they didn't know otherwise. Yeah, they he wouldn't was know. doing this like for 30 years for Sports Illustrated. So well, you would pick up a cover story on Andre Agassi and you would get to meet 
Andre Agassi. Well, that too. Yeah. He, he did. So <laughs> this, that little career that, that he had <laughs> We have no idea what's coming after people hear this. There may be a burst of <laughs> sales calls to the ordained ministry yes. of Gary Smith here. God, yeah, he's forbid. got a second career in this for sure. I'm, and no I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. I, look, I followed Gary's lead to Italy. I, I got to be thinking about this. This is maybe <laughs> something that I, I want to throw my hat in the ring here. Mm. Yeah. Uh, because Funeral, funerals too, Cal? Funerals, <laughs> the next frontier could be a, double, be too a double barreled, double barreled, double barreled enterprise and a you know, startup. Yeah, Weddings two for one funerals. special. Two for one special. Yeah. <laughs> you sign up for both, and you know, you, you get a little, discount. little discount if you do to go for both. Yeah, two for one special. Well, yes. we love a good deal around here. <laughs> well, this has really been beautiful. Oh, the one aspect we should mention okay. is like. Because I, the, with theirs, I had to do both the, the sound effects <laughs> and deliver. Just, but with this one, with my daughter and Brandon, um, I was fortunate enough to have my sister, who's an actress, deliver it. Her name is Sue Hornung. She's a really great actress in theater all around Wilmington, Delaware, and Philadelphia area. And so Sue is such a gr her delivery is mm -hmm. way better than mine. Oh, and so I wasn't saying mm -hmm, better than yours. I was just she did great. Yeah, she she's did amazing. Great. So I'm taking some of the wor the words I had written and then just really giving them facial expressions. You know, all the body language that you know was you know five levels above mine so that that was the deluxe oh man you're uh, taking yeah. this even to the next level yeah. oh there were visuals yesterday oh, baby yeah. brandon baby savvy there were, there were lots of posters and yes. signs and a bullhorn came out at of one course. point yeah so was... yeah you never knew what was coming next which is a great <laughs> thing about a beautiful story yeah you had people crying laughing laugh crying <laughs> Vomiting. <laughs> Vomiting. <laughs> Nauseated. <laughs> Scared. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can all agree it was a great night. Yes. And uh, let's close by wishing Savvy and Brandon yes. a happy, happy marriage. Mm -hmm. oh, They're off absolutely. to Turks and Caicos tomorrow. Oh. Oh, Joe and I are going to crash their vacation and meet them there. They just oh, don't know it yet. <laughs> Be careful who might show up, Elsa. I uh, know. You, you're everywhere, if you're, put, you're putting yeah, us up. Cal and I might show. You know the sponges are <laughs> You never know where Monsieur Le Sponge <laughs> <laughs> may show up next. This has got me thinking of the old days, Gary. Let's take the show on the road again, Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that's a beautiful way to uh, put this one to rest. Thank, right. you. Thank you so Thank much. You, beautiful. Ciao. Thank you. That about wraps it up. Want to thank Tim Ferriss for nudging me to start this podcast week after week. It allows me to look at the world through a fresh lens. Also, want to thank my pal Gary Smith. You know, Gary, as you just heard, was the one who taught me how to travel around the world without staying in hotels, and that was decades ago. And I gotta say, watching Savvy and Brandon's wedding ceremony made me wonder if I should get ordained to marry folks. You know, you can do it very easily online. Looks like it could be a lot of fun and a great way to do some storytelling. 
We shall see where this takes us, but it's on my mind. I left Savvy and Brandon's wedding in Charleston to go speak in Montreal. And I did speak at a YPO event in a beautiful centuries-old venue called Auberge de Viewport. And I caught myself thinking, this would be a great place to marry someone. You never know. I want to thank Brian Ulrich, who won a recent contest in which I asked listeners to define the meaning of comfort. His gift was a couple of sportsy goodies. One for him and one for his wife. Listen to the email I got from him after those hoodies arrived. Hiya, Cal. I arrived back from the long weekend to find a box of two sporty goodies on my front porch. They fit my wife and me perfectly. In fact, I'm wearing mine right now, luxuriating in this great comfort. Now I know what all the fuss is about. Well, if you want to know what all the fuss is about, go to sportique.com, S-P-O-R-T-I-Q-E.com, and check out the hoodies, comfy tees, and sweatpants. Use the offer code CAL and get a 20% discount. Life is always more comfortable when you're in your sportiques, which is why I'm in mine. As I say these words. Oh, and one last thought. If you've got a great wedding story, pass it on. Send it to me at calfussman.com. I'm curious. We shall see where this goes. Cheers! Cheers!